Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We're back in the book of uh, Ruth today. We'll be starting a little bit in chapter 3. We're only doing three verses today. Um, Ruth um, had been uh, meeting Boaz in the fields of Boaz. She had been gleaning uh, in his fields, and uh, he had been uh, taking care of her um, in that regard. As McGee says, it's obvious that he was in love with her. Um, so now the the story shifts. We are now leaving the fields of Boaz, and now we're on the threshing floor of Boaz. And so chapter 3, verse 1, Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, should I not seek rest for you, that it may be well with you? Now what does this mean? Well, Naomi is implying that she's telling Ruth that there is a law that the widow um, could get could be redeemed, okay? If she uh, asks a family member, could be a brother or an uncle, um, someone like that, to uh, be her husband or or you know to father children for her, um, so um, that would then restore the name of the family and restore their land and the possession that the 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 inheritance of the um the husband that died there is a law uh, that the widow could be redeemed and the law states that she could name her redeemer this was like a way that um as mcgee says god protects and protected the um, the widows. So she can claim the person she wants. Now, um, as McGee taught, that the person can accept the duty or can um, choose not to if he doesn't want to be the father, you know, um, to the ch- these, this woman's children. So he has the right of refusal. He would have to go into court and say he doesn't um, want that responsibility. And, of course, he tells the judge that, and then the judge would proclaim that he, you know, is 
um, has is relieved of that responsibility, but he's kind of shamed in society at the same time. So uh, McGee makes the point that when someone gets married, the their relatives, the kinsmen, the brothers or the uncles kind of take an interest in who this person's marrying too, because uh, she's got to be acceptable if in the event that the young man, the, the husband, happens to pass away. So, um, so Naomi, as we see in chapter 3, verse 1, is kind of reminding Ruth that this law exists and that technically Boaz is their relative. Boaz is, um, you know, her relative, even though she's from the land of Moab, she's married in the family. Ruth considers her her daughter. Okay, he she calls her as daughter. You know, um, you're in our family, and because of that, you have that right. And so that's what she's saying, Naomi. You have that right, and um, I'm reminding you. I and I see that you know. He's in love with you, and you can actually, uh, under the law, claim him to be your redeemer. Okay, so that's what she's saying in verse 1. And may that it be well with you sort of represents that it's well because she'll have children. Because when you don't have children, it's not well. So uh, verse 2, is not Boaz our relative with whom young women you were? See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Okay, again, now, she's naming Boaz again by name. He is our relative. And um, so, in other words, he is fair game for you to be, uh, for you to claim as your redeemer. And tonight, he's winnowing barley at the threshing floor. She's saying, look, this is the, this is a good opportunity. Um... And you don't have to go to court or anything special. She goes, you can go talk to him. And so she, you know, as McGee said, uh, uh, Naomi knew how all this was done. She's had a husband before. She's, you know, she had kids. She she knew that that um, um, Boaz is in love with Ruth. So she's trying to give some motherly advice here. Verse 3, wash therefore and anoint yourself and put on your cloak and go down to the threshing floor, but do not make yourself known to the man until he's finished eating and drinking. So she's telling her daughter, tonight, go. Tell him how you feel. Tell him that you want him to be your redeemer. Okay, Washing yourself and then anointing yourself and putting on different clothes. Um might be a sign that, as my study Bible says, that her mourning was over, okay, and it makes herself um, look attractive, presentable. You don't want to go down there and speak to him in your mourning clothes, uh, you know, mourning your husband. So, and then, as McGee says, the four things that she tells um, Ruth to do represent How we uh, act um, towards the gospel message as we approach Christ. You know, in Boaz, as we talked about earlier, 
symbolizes, in many ways, Christ-like qualities. Only the positive is spoken about Boaz, his patience, his kindness, um, the fact that he, you know, represents a redeemer. A redeemer, not only um, for someone of the nation, Israel, but also a redeemer for someone who's not of the nation, a redeemer you know, from someone representing the Gentiles in, or, or someone outside the nation from the land of Moab. So wash yourself, as McGee says, it's like how we, uh, Christ washes us from our sins. So to approach Christ, we want to be washed of our sin. And then anoint yourself. We're anointed with the Holy Spirit. We put on the fragrance of the Holy Spirit to approach Christ. And then the third thing she has to do is put on your cloak. And as McGee says, that's like the robe of righteousness. Our clothing now becomes Christ. You know, we have a righteousness that we wear that doesn't come from ourselves because we just don't have any righteousness without without Christ. And then go. Go down to the threshing floor. Okay? Go to Christ. Go to Him. Don't just sit there. You need to approach Him. Approach Christ. How? To tell Him how you feel in love, in prayer. As we go to Christ in prayer, as we go to Him in love, He is with us and we are with Him. And uh, that's sort of a picture of redemption in through the gospel message. So, um, that's um, where we're going to leave it here. We'll uh, see how this uh, turns out and continue to turn out tomorrow. Uh, so, as always, uh, we'll stop right here. We'll leave the rest of the podcast. Uh, we'll turn it over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. We'll see you here next time tomorrow. God bless you all. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Ruth chapter 3, beginning at verse 1, all the way through to verse 3. So this chapter has been labeled the threshing floor of Boaz. So Boaz, as we read in the last chapter, that's chapter 2, that he was a king's man redeemer. So we saw Ruth had actually met Boaz in his field. And... um, and he fell in love with Ruth, and um, he, according to the Mosaic law, you know, he was waiting for Ruth to actually be the one to approach him, that she needed him to be his, uh, her kinsman. Um, so here, verse 1 of Ruth chapter 3 reads, One day, Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, said to her, My daughter, should I not seek a resting place for you? that it may be well with you because you know Ruth had met Boaz and Boaz was in love with her and you know Boaz was spending time with her and you know when Ruth goes to glean in his field because he had actually told instructed uh, his um, maidservants that you know no one should stop her from gleaning in his field and all so 
Ruth's mother-in-law had noticed, you know, that Boaz was in love with her and, you know, she wanted to actually, you know, take um, a step further. So Ruth was in a unique position according to the Mosaic law. She was the one to let Boaz know that she wanted him to act as her kinsman redeemer. And she would have to tell him. So, you know, and this actually goes back to the law in Deuteronomy chapter 25. And it's on this basis that Naomi is actually asking Ruth to make a move. So this would be the other face of the kinsman redeemer that we see here. So um, there are actually four strange laws that we have had, you know, based on the kinsman redeemer. And this was God's way of actually protecting uh, widows and children. And we have this in, let's see. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, so, so the four laws were, you know, the law about how God took care of the poor, you know, the people, poverty-stricken people. And the second was the law of the land that it could actually be redeemed. And then there was the law of a person being redeemed by a kinsman redeemer. That's what we're going to look at here um, in Deuteronomy 25. And, you know, now we... No, actually, yeah. And we're also going to look at... Um, we have here the widow that could be redeemed by any relative of her husband. So, yeah, sorry. And that's what's in here. In Deuteronomy 25, and that's Deuteronomy 25, begin reading at verse 5. It reads, if, a brethren, if brethren dwell together and one of them die and have no child, the wife of the dead shall not marry without unto a stranger. Her husband's brother shall go in unto her and take her to him to wife and perform the duty of an husband's brother unto her. Verse 6, and it shall be that the firstborn which she beareth shall succeed in the name of his brother, which is dead, uh, that his name be not put out of Israel. Verse 7, and if a man like not to take his brother's wife, then let his brother's wife go up to the gate, that's the court, unto the elders, and say, My husband's brother refuseth to raise up unto his brothers unto his brother a name in Israel. He will not perform the duty of my husband's brother. Then the elders of the city shall call him and speak unto him, and if he stand to it and say, I like not to take her, then shall his brother's wife come unto him in the presence of the elders and loose his shoe from off his foot and spit in his face and shall answer and say, so shall it be done unto that man that will not build up his brother's house. So here, this is the law of, um, you know, the widow who could be redeemed. So the widow had, you know, the right to actually walk up to any relative, either cousin, brother, uncle, yeah, cousin, brother, yes, and pick um, them to actually um, take the place of her dead husband. Um, that's how it was, and this was a way in which they it protected um, widows and children in order to carry on the brother's name. So this was a law that was in um, the Mosaic law. So Ruth is a widow, and the property, you know, was lost. You know, Ruth's husband is dead; she's a widow, and the property is lost. So she actually needs a kinsman redeemer, and Naomi here 
says Ruth will let him know that she's actually picked him as her kinsman redeemer. Verse 2 goes on to read, Not now, sorry, now is not Boaz with whose servant girls you have been working, a relative of ours. In fact, tonight he is winnowing barley on the threshing floor. So here, Naomi tells Ruth that she is to go down to the threshing floor and claim him. So the, thresh, the threshing floor, as we saw, you know, in the instance of Gideon in the book of Judges, was on top of a hill. So it was the most conspicuous spot in the community. So that's where the that's where they actually threshed corn. And reason why it was on top of a hill was so that the wind could actually blow across from any direction, instead of it being as opposed to it being down in the valley. And you know the chaff would actually be blown away, and the good grain would fall down on the threshing floor. So during this time um, of winnowing, the grain or threshing, uh, families would actually move up there. You know, everyone, the owner of the field, their workers, and things like that. You know, everyone, family, and they would actually come there around, you know, the threshing floor. Verse 3 of Ruth goes on to read, Therefore, wash yourself, put on perfume, and wear your best clothes. Go down to the threshing floor, but do not let the man know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. So here, uh, what Naomi is asking Ruth to do is not wrong. So it's a religious service. So, you know, after they thresh the corn and all, then they have like a feast, and it's a religious feast. So it's actually a religious service. So Boaz is in love with Ruth. So Ruth doesn't have to actually bring him in the court. So they, you know, there are four things that Ruth was to do that are mentioned here. And these are the four steps that actually brings us to Christ. So the first is, it was, um, so the first, sorry, was, the first thing that she was to do was, uh, you know, to wash thyself, therefore. So when one actually comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, the sin question has to be settled. So it's not by works of righteousness that we have done, um, because our righteousness is filthy rags to in the sight of God. So it's according to God's mercy that we are saved. And by regeneration and renewing of the holy spirit so when one is born again they you know one is actually their sins are washed away and then the second thing here that um the second step that's mentioned here the amongst the four things that we just do and that's the step to righteousness um is to anoint thee so here naomi told ruth you know put on perfume so there is the anointing of the holy spirit so we have an anointing according to john the apostle of love so if we are to understand the word of god our eyes must be anointed by the spirit of god that we might see and if we look turn to the book of first john that's first john two twenty seven. 
reads um, New Testament, sorry. First John, okay. First John chapter 2, verse 27 reads, But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. So, you know, we ought to be anointed with the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, the anointing according to, you know, John, what I've just read, um, this John is the apostle of love. We ought to have uh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So we are to actually, if we are to understand um, God's word, you know, our eyes must be anointed. You know, we ought to have that Holy Spirit indwell in us in order for us to actually understand the word of God. And then the third point, one of the steps, um, that's um, the steps to actually bring us to the Lord Jesus Christ is to put on, here um, Ruth was told to put on, uh, wear your best clothes, to put on her best clothes. So we have no righteousness at all, but God has a robe of righteousness which he put down on those that he actually saves. And this actually comes upon those that have faith, those that believe in him. And the fourth step is to, um, here, scripture reads, and then go down to the threshing floor. So let's get down to the floor and let the man know. So here, you know, for us, we ought to trust in him, get down on the floor and, you know, pray and kneel and pray and believe and trust in him that he is um, going to wash away our sins and he will anoint us with the Holy Spirit and um, that's how we get to, these are the four steps, that's how we get to the Lord Jesus Christ. So first step is to um, wash thyself. So we ought to go to Christ in order for him to wash away our sins. Second step is to um, to be anointed. So to anoint thee. And this is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Third step is to put on our best clothes. So he will give us the robe of righteousness. And the third is to get down and pray and trust in him and believe. So yeah, this is our teaching for today. Thank you all for listening in. God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.